Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. everyone. Today, I am honored to have Mary Beth Gregg with me. Mary Beth um, is an international consultant, coach, author, serial entrepreneur, mother, great friend, fun seeker, adventurer. Mary Beth is the president and founder of the International Center for Women's Leadership. Throughout her 30-plus year career, she has worked in human development for several global corporations, providing executive coaching, team building, transformational performance programs. She has attended the French Culinary Institute, opened a cooking school called Girlfriends in the Kitchen, which I love, is uh, taking art lessons and loves travel and Latin dancing. She lives at the beach in New Jersey. Her brand new book, How to Soar with a Broken Wing, Finding Tiny Moments of Joy Every Day is available now. And check her website for her upcoming joy retreat for women. Mary Beth is also available to speak to your organizations or groups. And I thought I would hold up the book. Uh, the people who are listening can't see it, but it's a beautiful book. Um, I have uh, little tabs on a ton of pages. So I guess the first thing I'd like to ask is, why is it important to find tiny moments of joy every day in our current world? So Thank you, Anne, for having me and to talk with you. Uh, and and we'll, we'll talk about this theme a little bit throughout. You know, when we first talked about me being on your podcast, it was like, oh, that's exciting. And it's like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> right? I have to be perfect. And, and, you know, the things that we get into, which gets into the answer for this first question, is what we do to ourselves, right, in terms of increasing stress and anxiety and and you said, yeah, but the, you don't have to be perfect. And that was such a gift, Anne, that when you said that to me. And uh, so we're you know, going to jump right into this area of not having to be perfect. And, you know, when we have this world around us and think about what we're being inundated with, you know, in terms of social media and the news and the war and, and everything else. And if we allow ourselves to get in that we get so depleted, our energy just just drains out of us. And I'm finding myself 
uh, really pulling away, not watching the news every day, and really surrounding myself with positive, high energy people, uh, and which is one, you know, of the reasons that you're so joyful and, and just so great to be with because you have that energy and and you're always learning and wanting to do something different and new and and you know you inspire me so those kinds of 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 relationships are so important and that's where we get to find these little moments of joy right with talking with a friend with um looking out the window getting ourselves in a space of just, oh, just let me breathe, you know, and I'll talk about that in a little while because, you know, we're here for such a short time and it, it's, it's, it's been so apparent to me throughout my, you know, especially the last five, 10 years of my life that we're here to do something wonderful and to be happy. We're not here to be like just miserable. That's not, that's not why we're here. And with, you know, you had you had mentioned the cooking school, uh, which was it was such a fun thing for me to do. I I jumped out of my human resource work a number of years ago. I needed a break, right? And and I I listened to myself. It was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with this. What else could I do? And it was a little scary, right? Because that's what I did. And I thought, you know, everybody tells me I'm a pretty good cook, so. Let, I was asking me for recipes or how do I make this? How do I make that? And I thought, hmm, you know, let me, let me learn a bit. So I went to the French Culinary Institute in, in New York. And um, it, it, when we talk about the, the chaotic world around us, right, being in there, oh, my gosh, it was so much chaos because we had so many students and chefs and chopping and stuff flying all over. And, and it was just wild. And you had to step back from that, however, and focus on what you were doing, right? Focus on what you can control. And so what kind of dish do I want to make? What kind of ingredients do I want to put in? So that became a creative outlet for me, you know, to do that. So that was, that became really joyful. And I, I, you know, look, I wasn't in it to be, you know, a head chef anywhere. I was in it for the fun. And that was joyful. So, you know, and, and back to the question, it really is around what can we do differently? What can we learn? You know, what can, how can we develop every day and, and do something different and find that childlike joy in us? I, I have really, really dear friends and they have a two-year-old granddaughter. Oh my gosh, she is just delightful. Talk about a joy, you know? So they send videos and um, her dad took her to the local zoo and there was this beautiful giraffe. So uh, Luna was standing there with a piece of lettuce in her hand. Her dad was holding her. And this the the giraffe came with this elegant long neck and, and came down and took the lettuce. And the joy on her face Oh my gosh, you got goosebumps because it was like, oh, th- that's that's it. That's that's why we're here. That's life, and and it just made me think like that's still in us. That childlike joy is still in us, and we just have to step back a little bit, you know, and and be aware of it, and and just take the time to to go for it. So yes, so so often we forget to do that, and we forget that um, we forget to be grateful for those moments. Right. 
and it doesn't have it doesn't no matter how big or how small it's a time to cherish and absolutely. that is so true yeah absolutely so true i love that um, word cherish right yeah, yeah yeah it's special okay. yeah so um how can you find the good in something that's very, very difficult? I know you've worked in corporate for many years and there are difficult times we all face. How do you find a positive path and a good, a good moment in that? And I think it's step, stepping back and being aware. You know, the first thing, especially when I coach people, is to be aware of what's going on inside of us. We, you know, we have these, this intuition and we have to pay attention to that. You know, when we get these messages that, oh, something, something's going on here. I'm not feeling really good about this. What's happening to really step back and kind of analyze it a little bit, you know, pay attention to ourselves and the messages that we're, that we, we're getting. So when we are in difficult times and, and we're, you know, perhaps being down uh, or depressed or upset. We, we really need to, to step back and figure out what's going on because we, that's a choice point for us. You know, we can stay in the bad. We can stay in feeling bad. We can stay in anger. We can stay in all of that, but we get to choose. Do we want to stay in it or do we want to get out of it? What, one little one little trick that I uh, use when I'm doing coaching, if someone, you know, and, and in the corporate world, it's, you know, it's tough. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of difficulties. And people do take things personally and because they, they want to be perfect, right? You know, they want to be the best. So, you know, I tell them, listen, our, our emotions are messengers. So honor those and set a timer for yourself. So if you're really feeling down, if you're really feeling depressed or upset, set a timer, set it for two minutes or five minutes. And I always bet them, I, and, I, I, and I bet you, you can't stay in that bad state for the time. You're going to start laughing. And it's true. You set a timer. So you're thinking like, okay, I have five minutes to be mad. I have five minutes to be angry. Right. And you just start laughing because you're not, you just get out of it. So so that's a good little trick. I, I, I love that. And, you know, there, there's something else, you know, I have, like you, a lifelong learner, lifelong student, and um, I have a background in NLP, uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And one of the things that we learn is about how your physiology changes your emotions. So because when you move, right, when you look up at the sky, when, when you just get into a different state, your, your neurochemicals change and your emotions change. So it can be simple as that, how to, how to find the good, how to feel good in difficult times, get up and move around just even for a few minutes, because we want to get ourselves out of those states. You know, I talked about energy before, you know, energy is life. Energy is, it, it, it is contagious, right? So our good energy will go to other people as well as the negative energy. Um, you, you know how it is, you know, sometimes you'll walk in a, in a store, right? And 
you feel so welcome. They're just like, oh, we're so glad you're here. And you're just like, hey, you know, I feel good to be here and I'll buy something. You know, <laughs> But and, and you go into another store and you get ignored or people are in the back. They don't even pay attention. And, you know, I walk right out, you know, because that 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 negative energy is, is there. So when when times are difficult, be aware of how we're feeling. Right. Set the timer. Um and, and, and it's a choice point. And I'll talk about that in a little bit as well, because, you know, our, our struggles are going to come and go. We're not going to ever not have any. It's what we do with them that matters. Oh, and it was so funny this morning. I have, I had a coaching client over in Europe. Oh my gosh, he's such a sweetheart. And he's so, so incredible young guy in sales management. And um, you, you know what he said to me this morning, and I, I said, oh, I have to take this quote. He, he goes, life is awesome. Our problems are just details. And I'm wow. like, oh, I said, can I write that down? So I did like, you know, I wrote it down. Our problems are just details. And it's like, yeah. And and so that ebb and flow is going to happen, but it's, they'll just go away. So, so I thought that was just just amazing in terms of looking for the good in difficult times. I loved what you said before about choices and also energy. And I was listening to a podcast this morning and the podcast host was talking about uh, energy, the energy all around us. And exactly what you said, that we can change our state. Right. We can have different thoughts and we can change and we have a choice. Right. And I think too often we forget that we have a choice. We do. We we get into a place and that's the only place we're going to be in. And we forget that we don't have to sit there. Right. Absolutely. And your idea of a timer, I'm so going to have to tr- to do that. <laughs> um, I will set a timer and say, OK, fine, I can be I can be upset and aggravated for this much time. Exactly. And I did that years ago with um, a guy I was dating. I wanted to vent and he he rolled his eyes and I said, look, I need to vent. It will take exactly three minutes, three (laughs) minutes. And here's a glass of wine. And I vented for three minutes and he said, are you done? I said, yes, thank you very much. (laughs) And I forgot that until you mentioned it. There you go. It's the same principle. And, and, and and I bet you, when you do it, you're not going to, you won't, you won't last for the time that you, that you said it just, uh, you you start laughing, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, So onward, what about balancing everything that you need to do in your life and how do you stay sane or happy when it feels like it's just way too much? Although right. I, I like the idea of a timer. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And, 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 you know, most of it we do to ourselves. We, we take it on uh, and we keep taking it on and we keep taking it on. And, you know, part of it, Anne, is we're, you know, this is this great world around us and we just want to do, do, do. The other part of it is we sometimes can't say no. So that, that becomes again, back to choice points. So what, what I do, and you know, when I talk with my, my, my clients, I talk about 
First of all, just stop. Just stop when you're feeling whatever you're feeling in terms of overwhelm. And to be aware, because, you know, for me, I, I feel like it's tied up here and I, and I can't, you know, it's hard to, to, to breathe. So that becomes the next step is to really oh, just take a really deep breath. And everybody should do that now. Just take a really deep breath and let it go. And, and you just feel your body just like, okay, all right. And then you, you get in a space um, of acknowledging what's going on, you know, where it is, controlling that. And, and also, and you mentioned the word grateful before, um, to, be, to be grateful that we do get to do all this. We don't have to do all this. We get to do all this. And how wonderful is that? And it also is a matter of, of prioritizing, right? What, what's what's um, most important? What is going to give me joy, right? And to ask some of those questions before we take it all on. And because um, it's so easy to do too much. So we need, we need to get to get really curious around that. And when we have obstacles or we have problems and it's all too much, it's like, all right, step back and start asking questions. One, one of the women that really, really inspires me, her name is Janet Eckelman, and she's an American sculptor. And I just one day stumbled across a TED talk that she did. And I really encourage everybody to watch this TED talk. Not now. Don't turn it off. Now. <laughs> <laughs> After the podcast, <laughs> go visit Janet. And she was, and I won't tell you the whole story because it's an amazing story. And she was faced with something that um, she was to, to do this exhibit and her materials never showed up. And she was, I think she was in India somewhere. So she was like, okay, that now what do I do? But she got curious and I find this whole issue of curiosity fascinating because it gets us to different places. It gets us to problem solving. And that's what she did. She got curious, like, okay, now, now what, what, what can I do? What's around me? You know, what can I use? And, and she started on this path of this being this amazing sculptor. And at, at one point, and she got fair, fairly famous after that because her, her, Sculptors fly in the wind. And, and I'm talking cityscapes. These are enormous. And at one point, and I, I won't forget what she said about this. Um, she was asked to do this, this huge, huge sculptor, uh, a, a sculpt, sculptor, <laughs> piece of art. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and she had no idea how to do it because it involved, was going to involve cranes and, and, and steel rods. And, and she said, I had no idea how to do this, but I just said, yes. And I was like, yes, you know, I just said yes. And, and that comes back to our choice points Do She could have walked away, but she said, yes. Right. And so then it doesn't become too much. It becomes our choice. And that's, that's what I think is uh, where the magic is. And then that gets us into action and problem solving. I, I, I happened to actually stumble on one of her sculptors. I was in um, Phoenix a number of years ago for a uh, women's um, uh, 
it was an amazing program. And during one of the breaks, I was walking down and, and I just happened to look up and there was one of her sculptures just in the wind. I actually laid down underneath it and looked at it. And, and it was like, wow. And this came out of that she had a problem and she had to solve it. And she took it on, not as too much, but as something she wanted to do. So that that goes back to that balance. You know, how do we get balance? And that's choices about what is nourishing for us first. So true. Also, when it's your choice, right? then it doesn't feel so burdensome. Absolutely. Because you've made the choice. Right. And I love the idea of stopping and problem solving Mm -hmm. Um, because so often we become so overwhelmed, we become uh, totally paralyzed. Totally. And then we don't think about what are the possibilities? What could the solutions be? Right. So I really love that. Yeah. So um, you say how playing small in our lives not only doesn't serve us, but it holds us down and holds us back. And in our holding back, it deprives others of our gifts to them. Um, Tell us more about that. And, you know, playing small is is kind of something that that I grew up with. Um, Still here, children should be seen and not heard you know, uh, because you had to respect your elders, which was fine. It, in that, however, for me, even when I was young, I chose to, to be quiet, right? To um, not show off or anything like that, because that was not a good thing to do. And what happens, sometimes it becomes a pattern, a pattern in our lives. And, and I know certainly in, in, in the, the, jobs that I had earlier in my career, I was just, I was just there. I was silent. And sometimes I would speak up and nobody would acknowledge me. And then somebody else at the table would say the same thing. And then, Oh, what a great idea. And I'm thinking like, but I said that, but I did in such a way that it was really almost invisible, almost small. And when we get into that pattern, it, it almost makes us um, not, not give, right. Not, not contribute what we have and we and we really do we really really do deprive others and um marianne williamson which which i know you know of and i'm just going to read a quote from her um you know we're just not here in this lifetime to be dim Uh, we're here to shine and you're playing small does not serve the world there's nothing enlightened about shrinking we are all meant to shine as children do and I, I love that quote because, you know, we, we go back to like why we're here. It's not to, not to be quiet, not to, to um, shrink away from things that we really believe in because we do deprive others and we, we are here to shine. Um, and, and I think also, you know, especially as women and we, we need to encourage others to do that as well, to, to lift ourselves up and help lift them up and, and tell them that, you know, it's okay. It's okay that you come out and, and be your best self. Sometimes we need permission from other people. It's best when we give it to ourselves. And, and sometimes that's just in little steps. You can do it a little bit at a time and it feels good and you do a little bit more. 
I love that. I love the idea of giving yourself permission. And in your book, you tell more of your story. And I loved reading it. And I love the moment where you said something. And it was like an inner voice commenting through you. Right. It was it was truly beautiful to read. So I encourage everyone to your your book is a true gem. Thank you, Ann. Um, so you say that each of us has a sacred responsibility to our legacy. What do you mean by that? What's your what What's a legacy? Uh, I think we sometimes think legacy is just for the rich and famous, right? What what they leave behind, but it's not. And and legacy is always. I also feel like it's active. It's not after we're we're gone. It's now because we, we leave traces, right? You know, that in our energy, we, that, that trace we give to another, another person. We, we never know what another person is going through. We, we just don't. And I think it's so important for us to be role models of kindness, right? Role models of, of giving and being, and just to smile sometimes really it, it, it's, is amazing. Uh, this, this is a really interesting story. So a number of, I guess about a month ago, um, I, my daughter was coming over and we, we have a really great new bakery uh, in the next little town over. They make the most incredible croissants. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they're to die for. I have to ration myself. <laughs> they're so good. And, and there's one in particular um, that, that she likes, which is the raisin one. It's, it's, you know, it's around. So you have to get there early because the line is down the block. So I, I went over and I went early and there was quite a few people ahead of me and they were, they're buying 10, 12 croissants at a time. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, don't buy so many, save them for us. Right. So, so there was this young man in front of me and he was buying, you know, four of this and four of that, you know, he had a big, a big bag when he was done. And as he was paying, I was, I was standing next to him. And the woman said, what do you want? I go, oh, I really hope you have a raisin croissant left. It's my daughter's favorite. And she goes, oh, no, we just sold the, sold the last one. And no. I'm, I'm now I go, like, oh, no, you know, like, <laughs> like this is the end of the world, right? So uh, so I, I got some other things. And I, and I went outside, and he was standing there. And, you know, I say he was in his, like, maybe early 20s, you know, and he goes, he goes, this is for you. He goes, I really felt that you wanted this croissant. So here it is. It's a gift. So he gave me his raisin croissant. And, and I was almost in tears. I gave him such a big hug and, and not so much for what, you know, the, the pastry, but for his kindness, you know, and, and to me, that's a legacy, just doing something like that. What a special moment. I know. I know. That is so special. Yeah. Yep. I don't know who he is and probably never see him again or recognize him, but it's like, ah, oh, that's our legacy. That's what we But you also do. also have that wonderful moment. Right. Right. Of connection, right? With another yeah. human being. Yep. Yep. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so along those lines, how do you inspire others to live their best lives? So when, when I wake up in the morning, and this is, this is a, a ritual, a practice that I've been getting into, 
before I get up, I say, oh, how do I want to be today? Not what do I have to do? How do I want to be? So maybe today it's like, oh, I'm going to be, it's kindness today. I'm going to be kind always. Uh, it might be uh, uh, giving, it might be curious, you know, what, what do I, what do I want to be today? And that kind of fills my heart a little bit in terms of, I don't have to worry so much about checking everything off the list. It, it's, it's how I do these things. So when, when we come from that point, it, it really is around self-love as well. I, I was um, listening last night, a friend of mine did a, a, um, a little a, a workshop and it was on, it was interesting. It was about um, the wellness wheel and it, and she talked about not just wellness for health, but emotionally, financially, spiritually, you know, all the way around. And we talked about how important it is you have to love yourself first and some people, and I think women too, and especially Sometimes they, oh, you know, I have to do for other people. You know, I have to give to them first. I'll, I'll, I'll be last or I'll take the smallest thing or um, whatever that is. Because mm, if I'm first, I'm, I'm too selfish. But self-love is something really, really different. And it, it's also knowing about um, what fills your heart up, right? What, what fills you up? And, and to be recognizing that and and to identify that, you know, that that's that's kind of how you can start some of this. For me, it's um, I try to dance every day by myself. <laughs> and, uh, and and I think I had good role models in this because my, my parents who, you know, um, got married after World War Two and, you know, all the great music at that time. And they would dance every day. They turn the radio on and I can still see them in the kitchen, in the dining room, in the living room. They would just be dancing. And I can see the joy in their faces, right? So just dancing every day for me. And, and you know, everybody gets to find for themselves what, what fills their heart. And, oh, wonderful. Um, well, now I have, I can just picture you dancing and eating croissants. <laughs> <laughs> and I have happy feet. <laughs> Maybe at the same time. Uh, what a great image. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure that even I would appreciate my own dancing, but that's another story. It doesn't matter because it just <laughs> makes you happy. <laughs> um, so a lot of us, especially those of us who are women, feel the need to be perfect. Mm -hmm. How can we let that go and become more joyful and lighten up? Right. Yeah, and, it's that perfection thing. It is, right? You know, and, and we, we talked about that. Like, where does that come from? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But it's just, okay, let's be aware that, you know, we don't need this to, to be perfect. And um, and then, you know, going into how do we travel light? Um, and, you know, I, I know I cannot pack light when I travel. I mean, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and Anne, I think you're the same way. <laughs> you're a little bit worse than me. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> and I used to not be that way. I used to oh. have everything in a tiny, tiny bag and I was fine and everything was great. And the, the older I got, the more baggage I seemed to accumulate. <laughs> Right, right. And uh, that was one of the things we talked about before the podcast started. Uh, last night, I was thinking about how I was going to be doing an event 
and what I needed to carry and how I would get it onto the plane right. and right. what would happen if I needed to ship it, ship stuff back home. How would I do it? <laughs> and I'm not sleeping. I know, right. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. That's really crazy. Exactly. And, and as much as I try, I can't travel light. I, I just, I was in Sweden a few weeks ago. And, you know, you're on and off trains and like, okay, I really don't want this heavy suitcase, but I had, I had to be prepared for whatever I had to be prepared. And, you know, it just reminds me of certainly this extra baggage is something we do to ourselves as well, emotionally, you know, and it could be something that a girlfriend did to us in high school or, you know, our first failed marriage and or relationship. And, you know, we just, okay, let's put it in the bag, put it in the bag because it's still there and it's, it's festering. Right. And, and the more we do this, um, the more toxic it is. So it's being aware of that and, and letting go, giving, giving ourselves permission to let go again and, and to really, to, to lighten up. Um, It, it is just something that we, you know, if we hold on to these grievances, it's only hurting ourselves. It's not hurting anyone else. And, Save this 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 energy for um, wonderful things and 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 happy things and um, get get rid of the the extra luggage get rid of the baggage because it doesn't it's just not nourishing it doesn't help us. I so need to do that. I sit in my I, I sometimes just sit in it for way too long, and very often what I'm feeling guilty of. Uh, the other person who I may be thinking of isn't aware of it at all. Right. <laughs> and it may not have affected them at all. Exactly. But I'm feeling guilt. I said something, oh, I didn't say it correctly, or maybe I should have right. clarified, or what if, what if, what if. Right. And then I end up apologizing um, for something that was never even heard. Right. Right, exactly. I'm apologizing to the universe for something that I didn't need to apologize for. It's all crazy. You can set a timer on that, too. (laughs) I'm going to need a big timer. (laughs) Um, So you say we are meant for so much more happiness every day. How can we let go of some of the baggage that we carry around every day um, to be lighter and happier? And we were just talking about letting go of that baggage. Absolutely. And Um, awareness and choices, right? Being aware of it. And and then in choices, I, um, uh, I guess it was last week I was walking on the boardwalk and I saw this snail and and I had never seen a nail before on the, on the sidewalk. It was beautiful. It was yellow and, and circular. And, I, I'm, and I'm looking at it like, whoa, you know, this is so cool. A little tiny moment of joy, right? And then I started thinking like, oh, my gosh, should I move the snail, right? Should, should I, you know, what if somebody comes along and they're going to they're gonna squish it, you know, like a, a runner. And it's like, so this is like oh, well, you should move the snail. And this is like, oh, maybe you should just let it go. Uh, you know, because like, where was it going to put it? If I put it in the sand, I didn't know if it could, you know, move around in the sand. I had no idea. So back and forth, back and forth, I'm going, you know, like, what are my choices here? And and I finally said, you know what? Just let it go. Let it be. You know, this, this nature wants this snail here. 
and um, it will, it will, what will be will be, right? It, it will, it will happen. Um, and hopefully nobody will come along and squish it. But that's the snail's life. So for me, it was like a little choice of, oh, I didn't have to control that. I couldn't let that go. Uh, and and it, it was it was kind of a good metaphor for me in terms of like, oh, we can let things go. We don't we don't have to control everything. You know, we're not here to to control that or make other people do, you know, and that that's around taking responsibility for for how we feel and what we do. So can just let, let the snail go. That's such an important lesson, too, um, because just as we have choices other people also have choices. Right. Absolutely. And we have to allow them to have their own choices. Right. Right. That was something I learned when my mother was very ill. Uh, and I wanted, I wanted to fix everything. And mm. I realized I couldn't. Right. Were, it, right. Because right. she had made some choices that weren't the best choices, but she had made them for herself. For herself, right. And I had right. to respect and accept that. Right. Uh, as difficult as it might be. It was, but that was a great, a great story in letting go because you, yeah. you can't control everything. Yep. Absolutely. I feel sorry for the snail though. I know. Well, I went back later and it wasn't squished. So I think it got to where it was going. <laughs> and that poor snail was carrying his whole house with him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> with little tiny I took a picture of it. It's on my blog on the, on the website. You know, I did a little blog about it, so you can go see them. (laughs) Oh, I'm definitely going to have to check it out. So the one thing that I truly loved about your book was that each chapter has some nuggets. And at the end, you have a, a space where you can reflect. Right. So these, these are some reflections. Right. Absolutely. Um, Say a little bit more about how you decided to do that. So, you know, it wasn't just about me, this book. It wasn't about my story. It was about sharing that so other people could also um, learn from it. And so those questions all around self-reflection, which is what we get to do. And, 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 and sharing my story, sharing my journey, my choices, my, uh, my difficulties. And, you know, it, it's just us, to, it's up to us to be better every day and to be the best we can every day. So when I was writing the book, I thought, you know, okay, I have an interesting story, but so what? It's not just about me. This is, a, this is for me to to come out and to, um, and not help, but, but to allow people to um, maybe see things differently, hear things differently. And so they can make different choices as well. And, um, you know, it it's, goes back to how we want to be every day. And th- these, these questions and reflections are about that. Well, it's a lovely book. Uh, So the title of the book, again, is How to Soar with a Broken Wing, uh, Finding Tiny Moments of Joy Every Day, Including Snails. Yes. (laughs) And uh, so where can people find you? So um, the best place to go is on to my website, the International Center for Women's Leadership, TICWL.com. And if you go to the book page, you can order there directly. 
Um, and I do have a discount code that if I can share it in. Um, so if you type in there when you're ordering the book from my website, ASK22, ASK22, and it's 20% off in free shipping. It's, it's also on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And uh, so it's, it's, it's up, it's, you know, I'm, uh, it's, that's been a journey in itself, you know, this book. I, uh, it's, it's been a collaboration. My, my friend took this beautiful picture and I have a team, you know, and I'm not, not, you know, I will ask for help when I need it and, and have people do things that they're really good at than I'm not. So, so this is a, this is a, a group work of love. So, yeah. I absolutely love the cover photograph. So for our listeners, all of that information will be in the show notes. Uh, so you can go to the show notes and uh, get the information and find the links. And I thank you so very much for being on the podcast today. It oh, was wonderful <laughs> speaking with you. Thank you. you. Thank, thank you so much, Mary Beth. Okay, it was fun. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.